Life is good, hasn't seen a rival. He's at the corner pole and he's in front by many. Nick's go just has too much to do at this point as they straighten for the drive. Three sixteenths to go. Life is good. It's still well clear. Second is Nick's go toward the inside. Stiletto boy back to fourth and endorsed. Less than an eighth of a mile from home. Life is good. It's looking good. Life is good. And Irad Ortiz Jr. They ran him off their feet in the Pegasus. Life is good on cloud nine. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jared Welchies, Aaron Halsterman. This is Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going today? It's good. Snowed in. How's snow day? Big snow day over here. Uh, Got uh, got a bunch of snow. Well, a bunch for Missouri. We got like eight or nine inches, I think it was. Um, Still some more coming, I think. So uh, got two little boys. Actually, I got two little boys and a niece over. So it's just been a wild shit show going on (laughs) over here at my house today. It's a little adult time for Jared that uh, where you're counseling a little bit, therapist, so to speak. So, like uh, yeah, yeah, I've uh, we went outside and played in the snow, but it's so cold that we were out there for like 15 minutes. Um, it you know, anybody with the kids, especially young kids, I'm I'm, I'm gonna guess your your day and my day were vastly different, vastly different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. guess you didn't spend much time outside today. No, I did have to walk the dog once, uh, but uh, it was okay. She she likes the snow, so it's fun to to watch her run around in it. But no, other than that, that's that's been it. I was I've been outside for five and a half to ten minutes, right around in that range, I would say. So uh, yeah, no no worries here. Pretty pretty smooth day. It's uh, and actually while we're doing it, you know, so I don't have any any babysitters or anything. So the kids are downstairs. Just threw a bag of Doritos down the stairs. Say <laughs> hey, you know. Just you guys get hungry. Here you go. Don't you know? Don't bother the show. Right. Uh, the house was a mess, but you know what? That's part of uh, part of the snow days. Yeah, Mark. Um, St. Peter's, Missouri, has about ten inches of snow and ice. Yeah, that's the thing. We got ice before this. You guys yep. did too. Um, I don't know what we ended up getting, but we had ice before, so a nice little glaze. It was slick as hell before the snow even came, and then we got all this snow. So um, it's. It's gonna and it's gonna be it's cold as shit here. I mean, it's like zero degrees. Uh, feels like zero degrees. I think it's gonna be zero the next couple of days. So it's not melting anytime soon either. So it's gonna be Oakland's canceled. I yeah. mean, shit, man. It's uh, at least we can watch you know Florida this weekend. Hey, Gulfstream, Aqueduct, and Santa Anita are a go. Believe it or not, Aqueduct's going to be able to run. Usually you hear winter weather, you go, oh, no, well, they're canceled. But no, they're not. Uh, It's actually warm in New York, believe it or not. It's in the 40s. 
Uh, so yeah, everything good for the tracks that had the bigger races today. So that's or this weekend, I should say. So that's good. But yeah, uh, Oakland out for the weekend. And like I said, pretty much everything around here is just, just going to be uh, at home uh, <laughs> for the for feel, foreseeable future. Like you said, it's not going to get warm enough to melt anything. And our roads, uh, or at least our side roads, don't get cleared until they melt. So we're stuck for a while. Yeah. It, doesn't it feel like, too, like it's it's funny of course my kids are still too young to for the school stuff but i see it and it's like our days of of snow days would be like even if a pending storm like this you would still have to wake your ass up the next day and be watching the little little ticker at the bottom of the screen to see if your if your school showed up of course we were aurora so we were always you know the very first one or if you missed it you had to wait for the whole thing to come back around yeah but you never knew these days. It's like, yeah, it's Tuesday. We'll go. Ahead, we're going to go ahead and cancel the next three days just because I think the storm's going to be bad. It's, it's crazy. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. You're absolutely right. I can, I can remember getting up all the time. Uh, Aurora was where we were. And then there was a town called Ava. And if you saw Ava, you're like, ah, oh, shit, we're going to school. <laughs> yeah. but Aurora would be before Ava. Right. So, uh yeah, Ava, and Ava always felt like they were out. I know you're right. Every time it would he snow like an inch, you'd be like, ah, fucking Ava, they're out. <laughs> Aurora's going, you know. Yeah, I it's so funny you said that. I was like, oh, that's the first thing I think of too, is watching the little ticker uh, yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, but no, they definitely it's just like, oh well, flake of snow. Well, we're out three days. Yeah, I know they don't know how bad it was, you know. You, yeah, you, if you missed it, then you'd be like, Oh, okay. No, yeah. Vernon's out. They're out. So that means we got to be out. Like, if they're, they, if they're out and we're not, I'm going to be pissed. And you're just like, yeah, oh. that's, yeah, if you miss it, you would. You would look for the towns nearest to you, like yeah. Garyville, Mount Vernon, Monette. Okay, they're all out. And then if you got back and it was just Ava, you were really pissed off. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's like, yeah. I feel like they, because they'd go out, you're like, well, you know, so and so is driving the roads this morning, check the conditions to see if we have school. Right. It's like, yeah. now there's like, just cancel it. It's like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just cancel. Just send a text message. Say yeah, we're out. Yeah. So it's yeah. The, the kids don't know how good they have it these days because no. and now it's like virtual learning and all that bullshit. So it's like we, we. I mean, we we had to trek it. You know. Yeah. It was it was awful. We had to go uphill both ways in the snow. Well, hey, I mean, if COVID would have happened when we were in school, they would have sent our asses. They wouldn't have said you're <laughs> staying home. So. <laughs> ah, you guys You'd are good. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> You need a mask, my ass, right? You know, who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> you guys get worse shit. At, you know, like the flu is worse for you guys. And, you know, like no yeah. one, especially in Aurora, these little schools, no one really cares. No, no. Like, nope. Not stay away from each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, snow's happening, but we have racing and we have a, we had a big event, obviously, last weekend with the Pegasus World Cup. That was huge. We'll, we'll save that. We're going to talk all about the Pegasus. And of course, um, the the Knicks go life is good uh, matchup we talked forever last week about and it seemed like it it didn't really live up <laughs> yet again you know it's just crazy how we 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 build these matchups up and this one seemed like if there was ever one that's for sure gonna you know it's got to right these two these horses are so fast and it didn't live up to it life is good just dusted them and, and Knicks go was it was third in, on the first call. We'll get into that race, but just quickly, what you know, what were your? I mean, as you've had time to kind of digest that race and what we saw, like, how do you make sense of that? 
Well, I, you know, I, I kind of went back and watched a lot of Nick's Go's efforts, and they never really like pushed him to the front. He always just kind of was on the front because he was naturally faster. So, uh, you know, I think when life is good, took it to him and then cleared him. I think they just he, Rosario just rode him like he always does. He says, "Oh, I'll just you know hold the reins and let him do whatever he wants instead of trying to go out and get him." Which obviously you can't win if you do that. So, so there's that. Magic made the point of. Maybe Nick's go doesn't have that gear to go get him. Maybe he's just more of a grinder, uh, a fast grinder, but one that just likes to get in front uh, and be naturally faster than everybody. I don't know. I mean, end of the day, it was an old-fashioned ass-kicking. I mean, it was never a race from the beginning. It's like I said, it's like, it's like showing up for the Super Bowl and you got two teams that you think are evenly matched and 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. I mean, that's what it felt like. I mean, anybody that, that understands racing and has watched those two horses knew – Really, on the first turn, there there was no reason to watch the rest of the race. I mean, Nick's go absolutely put put it to him. It dominated. It didn't really have to run that fast <laughs> to do it. The fraction's pretty normal. And, yeah, last point I'll make is I think that's why we go so crazy when the matchups actually materialize and we talk about them for years because they just don't very often, right? Mm. Like Jackie's Warrior Life is good, uh, it, you know, at, at uh, Saratoga. The Alan Jerkins. Right, we we'll talk right. about that forever because actually they're up to the hype, but they don't yeah. usually. They don't. I mean, it happens more times than it. Def, it certainly happens. Like if there's a buildup happening, it never happens. Like more times than not, you know. So that's why going up to this, it just seemed like so likely that it would happen. So I'm like, you know, you got to enjoy this and try to just watch this race and as a fan because you know you don't get these matchups that often, and yet here we are. Like you said. It's funny how Nick's go his entire career, but especially like these last the last year, you knew he was one of those horses that I, you know, at least I could like first the first quarter of the race, I'd be like, I could tell you where if he was going to win or not. Yep. And and it's like immediately in this race, you're like, well, it's over. I mean, we were watching it obviously together on the live stream, and and uh, you're just like, well, this is. You couldn't even believe it was happening, one. And two, you're like, well, this is never going to be close. So, and it wasn't. Life is good. That's the thing. You know, Nick says time form posted fractions. It said Nick's go ran faster fractions chasing life is good than he did leading in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I didn't see that. Halterano, you're a, you're a time form guy, but. Um, I don't think that's accurate. I didn't. That seems impossible. Because but, the, the, the half at the Breeders' Cup was 45 and like seven, 45.77. And the half at the Pegasus World Cup was 46 and change. So I don't, I don't know if that's accurate or not. Unless it was early in the race. I don't know. But the early race, that's the thing. They never went, seemingly went that fast. And, but, you know, even after the race, Brad Cox was just like, damn. I mean, I, got, I mean, what can you do? That horse just ran. I don't think. If if he would have gone, if he said, "Oh, he should have cha- you know been more aggressive," um, it I don't think it would have mattered. Life is good was clearly the horse that uh, that we you know that you and I picked and that most of us thought, and he seems like a horse that's going to continue to get. I mean, that I, I don't know how you get that horse beat. I I, I mean, you're, somebody's going to have to do to him what he did to Nick's go. You know, I, I I think I mean I think it's just crazy to think that that he went out there and it, like he said, he, he rounded the corner and it's like, well, he's got to be going 21 if he's already like five ahead. And he's like five ahead and running a 23 half. I, I like, 
you can't let him have that trip, right? So, I mean, somebody's going to have to run with him, but now he's going to be the guy, or the horse, I should say, that nobody can really run with early. It was Nick's go. Then Nick's go met this horse, and now who's going to run with him? I guess Flightline is the one, right? Maybe he can go get him and challenge him, but it's going to take somebody on the front end to go soften him up. Oh, well, Nick says he can't get it to us. I don't know. Um, Either way... He says pace figures, so maybe. Well, that's there's... that is different for sure. Um, yeah, you could just tag us in the in a tweet, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, pace figures are different from from actual fractions. Uh, so, like I said, I didn't see this tweet one way or the other. So, all right, let's do the show. Today's show, we okay. will preview. Or I mean, we are going to uh, recap the twenty twenty two Pegasus World Cup, all seven stakes that we uh, that we had go down. Last weekend at Goldstream Park, including how our betting and wagering strategies fare. We got a lot to talk about that as well. We then we're gonna preview we have three, not one, not two, but three Kentucky Derby prep races running this weekend at all like Halterman said at Aqueduct, Goldstream, and Sansanita. The 250k Holy Bull Stakes, 250k Wither Stakes, and the 200k Robert B. Lewis Stakes. Let's go. Saturday, the Pegasus World Cup went down at Gulfstream Park. Of course, we had three Gulf or uh, three Pegasus World Cup races highlighted by the Life is Good versus Nick's Go matchup in the Pegasus World Cup, three million dollar Pegasus World Cup. But we had seven stakes total on the card, so we're going to go through each one of those and kind of coincide that with. If you're watching it live, you can see it on the screen here. If you're not, uh, I urge you to go to our YouTube page, watch this video back, so you can kind of see how these bets uh, were in the guide. Those of you that played along with us in the bank live bankroll, we had a great day. Um, we really did. We 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 probably one of the better uh, ROIs we've had, and you know we we matched up last year. We did well again um, two years in a row, and and you know, <laughs> knock, knock on wood, I have I guess we have time to not jinx this. We have yet to pick, not pick a winner in the Pegasus World Cup. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. have not missed one of those races yet, and this year seemed like the toughest one yet, right? Um, yep. trying to decide between Nick's go and, and life is good. So that's been, everything's been really, really good on that front, but we'll start things. Well, first of all, Halterman, I'll let you kind of take over on ter- in terms of the budget, how much we had to spend and what it kind of started off with. Yeah, we, we wanted to start, we wanted to keep it at 300 and we went with 310. So we went over budget by 10, but that's all right. We just kind of wanted to keep it you know, in a little bit of a, a, you know, in that area, which is funny because the 2021 Pegasus, we bet $310 as well as I was looking up the stats, uh, getting prepared for the show. So we bet 310 bucks and we started off and we do all the stakes, by the way. So it's seven races, 310 bucks total. We started off with the, the, the La Provence, La Provence and geez, I can't talk. But anyway, uh, we started off with this race. Originally we had uh, a win bet on always shopping uh then we looked at each other and we're like do you really like the horse like no i'm not not like in love with her and you're like no me neither so we, we canceled that we ended up playing a try we put her and an honor hop on top of her honor hop uh sorrel and beautiful lover and then that again in the third spot and of course we would have boxed it we would have hit it but we didn't box it we wheeled it and we missed it because it came in 
six, one, and four. Um, you know, it's hard to box when you got those short prices. So uh, what are you going to do? It was just a miss. Yeah, I mean, it was one. It was those are always frustrating because you you're right there, you know. Like you kind of we we you watched that race in. I thought, well, gosh, we had that. I mean, we were all over those horses, but um, yeah. I mean, the try they paid thirty. What was it? Twenty ninety fifty cents. Um, so it wasn't like anything uh, <clears throat> anything massive, but yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, Honor hop was obviously extremely disappointing that horse you talk about stopping hard honor hop was just done and that was kind of the key of that it was like okay always shopping probably should win that's kind of the other thing it's like kind of thought she would win but in case she doesn't honor hop's gonna be a, a price which you know was 10 to 1 so it's like if that horse doesn't maybe honor hop wins then you get the underneath stuff and so that's kind of the the reasoning behind playing that trifecta wheel and, and it just you know, it just didn't, just didn't hit. Um, it's one of those that all three of our horses ran well, but they were four to one, you know, two, four to ones and then, and, and even money. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was anything, you know, massive about that. No, not at all. And like I said, it was just one of those situations you box it, you might make 50, 60 bucks, but it's, it's not really a good bet to do that. So you just move on. We, we were, you know, we weren't excited that out of all of them, that was the least excited we were about a race. I, I think one improvement we can make when we get to a race like that is, in, you know, not invest 24 bucks. You know, even though it's like, well, you play a $1 try, it's still not going to pay a whole lot. Yeah, but we're not excited about the race. So we could have just saved a little bit of the bankroll there. That's the only uh, thing I kind of wish we would have done different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in those situations, you just maybe you play lower bases, but... Uh bigger you know you you don't use always shopping at all in the top spot you know mm-hmm. you, you get you get thinner and you basically say if this is going to hit it's going to pay because i'm not going to you know and we were we going to spend 12 bucks or something so yeah um yeah i agree beautiful lover by the way pretty good that was a that was a nice effort um always shopping kind of was you know did what i was fearful of and just got caught late and that's why i didn't like to use her um you know, as a wind bed, I just thought she was way too dicey. Yeah. Yeah. It, she wasn't in like the greatest of form. Um, so it was just kind of a, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like we both were like, yeah, she'll win. And then we talked ourselves out of it. I'm glad we did. All right. Let's go to the seventh race at WL McKnight. This was uh, <clears throat> a, a good race here uh, because we, you know, we had the, a bond, one of Pletcher's uh, that was, seemingly was coming in the race pretty well and this horse went off as the favorite of course you had a lot of uh kind of competitive you know solo Vilante and glenn county you you like glenn county media blitz uh temple was in there uh bama breeze i mean you had a bunch in there that you know that seemed like they might be interesting to beat but avon went you know a bond wanted nothing to do with that this horse looked really really good just was one of the, like probably the first like really like okay wow that was an impressive effort and of course we played a pick three here and uh we included this horse in the first leg yeah five dollar pick three and we used three horses here uh gosh i wish we just would have used one and played it for 10 right i mean that would have been better but uh you know hindsight 2020 we thought this race would be hard and it really wasn't it was super easy great top pick by you and yeah i mean this is like 
never had to doubt this one at, at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because even, even you kind of, I mean, our obviously King Cause was was not gonna gonna give us anything there. Um, but Glen County was kind of there in a spot where you thought, okay, and the horse kind of loomed up there to, to make a run, but ended up fading a little bit to, I think, fifth maybe. But, the, you know, you could tell this 10, when the 10 broke, you know, got in a good position off the break, you're like, oh, this, you know, and then the horse made a move on the turn, and you're like, this is over. Yeah. Um, so that horse is obviously extremely talented, it seems like. So, you know, that was a good, even though it was a favorite, we were able to get past it, Um and survive and yeah i'm with you i wish we wouldn't have gone three deep we definitely like i'm not i'll say new but we we you never say you never know but you we definitely were really confident if we got through that first leg we were going to hit this one. Oh, for sure because yeah the, let's get to the eighth race which was yeah. the second leg um and was kind of a multi uh bet race for us because we had that we had the five, four graces in our sequence in the pick three with the eight just one time, who was the horse we thought. We both liked four graces on top. The horse was four to one or something morning line. So um, we're like, well, we, we got to play a win there. So we played a win on her at $50, $50 to win, but we also have her in the sequence. So if she wins, it's huge. Um, we also included, though, the eight just in case because we thought, well, if there's one horse that can beat her, it's the eight just one time. And those horses finished one, two, the eight beats the five. You know, I was very, very confident before the race that four graces was going to win. And the only thing I was worried about was the eight and hence why we played it that way. And when we, we put it together, we're like, well, we're both really confident in this five, but the eight was coming in from Penn national. And it's like, it's a whole deal of now she's with Brad Cox. And it's like, well, she might jump up and run a better race than what these other ones can run. So it's like, that's kind of the unknown. Let's throw her in there. But yeah, we were all about the five. The eight sits down in the gate, breaks horror, you know, it's breaks bad. And it's like, we're going to win this. Four graces cuts the corner, saves all oh, the yeah. ground. The eight's in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, four graces is like three to one. We got 50 to win on the nose. Great. And then we're going to be alive to regal glory. With, with, with four graces winning this race and that, that pick three would have paid even more. I'm like, this is great. And then the, here comes uh, just one time, just goes right by. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why we, that's why you play that horse. But at the same time, now we're, we're two for two in the pick three. We've got Regal glory coming up, but we're also down 74 bucks. And it's like, okay, it, it all really is going to hinge on Regal glory, how the thing's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, that one, you know, I, I believe I was watching that one from the, from the urgent care that day. Um, and I, I thought the way that five, the hole opened up and the five just went right in the, you know, right on the inside. I thought, we're going to, this horse is going to go. This horse is going to win. And the eight, like you said, the eight was way out there. And then you could tell this five is going to have to, it's going to have to <laughs> sprout a few more legs if he's going to, if she's going to hold off this, uh, yeah, this eight because the eight was just the eight was much the best. I mean, they yeah. probably you know deserved to win that one. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were over one on the on the win bet. Uh, but our but our uh, pick three sequence was like now it wasn't pay, it wasn't live to much. It was I think it was thirty dollar ticket on that pick three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was live to hundred bucks. Something yeah, one hundred three fifty. Um, which was the Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mare Turf, which was race nine. 
like you said, Regal Glory. That was our strongest play. If you listened to the podcast last week, that was the strongest opinion of the of the whole day. Uh, Regal Glory for Chad Brown. And we had her singled, of course, in the sequence. And we also had a win bet on her as well. Dude, I mean, she wins. And she was awesome. She looked unbelievable. But, you know, she... You know, you got pounded late. You know, so you got less on the on the value there as well. You know, it was like four to five. So it would have been nice to get her at a better price, but she did what she needed to do. Yeah, she absolutely did. And you're right. I wish we would have got a little bit better price, but we played kind of through her. That was the goal to be alive for the pick three to kind of blow that thing up uh, a little bit and make more money on her and create that value on her because we knew she would be bet down pretty hard. And it worked out, you know, um, up the backside. Uh, if you were watching us live, I think I think Magic and I were on and uh, we both were like, Jesus, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> she's weak. We said all week how versatile she is, but she doesn't need to be second last on this Gulfstream Park turf course. We're like, oh, we're so screwed. And then it was the greatest feeling in the world when she rounds the corner and she passes like eight of them like they're standing still. She's got two to go. <laughs> and the jock isn't even like asked her and i'm like oh thank god she's gonna win and, and like i said this yeah. was huge for us it, it, it made the day and uh it, it got us into the last four races or excuse me i'm sorry last three races um with like hey we just got to cash it one ticket and, and and we're gonna be good here so yeah she she was dominant it was a great race she was just better than those horses um and she was she proved she much 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 the best in that race how, how good do you think she is? I mean, is this like is this like a, a up and coming? I mean, I guess certainly up and coming, but is this one of the one of the, like a serious contender for for Chad Brown now this year? I think we kind of know what she is. I I don't know. This race was probably one of her better ones. I don't think she's like the top notch. I think she's just below it. She's very 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 good, but I don't think she's like you know gonna get to like Sister Charlie's level when she was at her best. That kind of thing. Uh, but she's good. She's good. She's gonna. You're gonna be able to take that horse anywhere, and she's gonna be able to compete and not embarrass you. And she did all year last year as well. And she, I mean, that that was maybe better than anything she had done last year. Yeah, and you know, Nick says she didn't even run her preferred race and stomp yep. them. Yeah, it was just yep. and, you know, and you and I talked a little bit about that as well on the pod. Is like this wasn't even. This is like a. This is a class drop for her. You know, yep. really after what she what she's been running in. So that gave us a lot of confidence as well that Regal Glory even though it was Pegasus World Cup, Philly Mare Turf. Yeah, she should be tough to beat here, and she was. So we cashed the win bet. We cashed the uh, the pick three. We're, fi- we're feeling good. Like you said, we got it. We got it. We got another. We have two more win bets. Oh, I guess technically more, but we have two big win bets coming yeah. up. We really just need to hit one of them to feel really safe about this. So that's good. You know, perfect for the race 10, the Fred Hooper. And this was an interesting interesting one for us because when I very first handicapped the race, this was the day before the guide came out. I had fearless on top at speaker's corner second. And I told you, I was like, Oh, I need to sleep on the picks and and then I'll make, we'll make final decisions and come up with the, the plan the next day. And I, the next day I looked at it more. I was like, you know, speaker's corner, man, he's that horse is just not going to lose. Like I fearless is, gonna get too much hype because of the thought of like oh they're gonna run this horse maybe in the pegasus world Cup, you know and i i just speaker's corner just is seemingly keeps keep getting better and better and so i changed it and that was that secured it we said okay speaker's corner there's another win bet and man this is when we got 
we were at this point we were very hot this was okay so just a little background or uh, behind the scenes on how we do this i i get the card immediately right when it comes out and go through it and then jared gets it a little later he goes through it he sends me his picks i try to start to formulate a game plan and then we get together and we do the final game plan so we kind of have an idea before we get on the phone uh, or or meet uh, on Zoom or whatever to that what we're going to do, but it's not final. And like you said, you liked Fearless, I like Speaker's Corner, and that's the shittiest situation when that happens because we both like the two favorites, and it's hard to get one or the other convinced to go in with a win because, no, I like that horse. I don't want to do that. And then the other thing is you can't – what can you really do in exotics with those two? And it, it just creates a weird situation. So I was totally stressed about the 10th race, uh, you know, before we met. And when you changed your, your bet to, or your pick, the speaker's corner, it was just a quick, well, that's a win bet because I'm so glad you did that. That horse is going to win. <laughs> and uh, it worked out. You know, the horse was two to one at one point. That would have been fantastic. You ended up getting three to two. Like I said, we were hot at this point. It felt like, wow, we're, we're, we can't lose. <laughs> one race later just wait but uh we 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 felt really good about that and like i said i'm glad you changed it and uh, it's a really nice horse and i think it's a this could be a grade one type uh, by the time the year's over yeah speakers corner fearless obviously were very much the best in this race um and speakers corner was very much the best over fearless so those two it was not a difficult decision on which one of the, i mean as far as one of those two it just was a matter of which one and um I thought fearless just was going to get any, I mean, I'm glad it worked out that way. And, and yeah, we were able to cash another one. So we're sitting good. Yeah. Um, so let's head into the last two here. The, the last two Pegasus races here, race 11, the Pegasus world cup turf. Now this is one, if you listen to the show or if you've downloaded the guide, you knew that Halter and I were, we, we, we both said currently if could win this, if, if he comes back, like he's like, he was, he's going to win, but off that kind of layoff makes a lot of sense to try to beat him. So we did. Didn't work out. Um, you know, I picked a uh, well twenty to one morning line. A tone went off at tw- well, ended up going off at ten to one. Um, Space Traveler was what was Space Traveler on morning line? Ten to one or twelve? Uh, he to was one? twelve to one. And he went yeah, down twelve to eight. one. That horse went off at twelve to one. So oh, we had a, a ten to one and a twelve to one um, it, that we picked here. And, you know, the race goes off and, you know, it, it's, at first off, you could tell Space Traveler's getting the worst trip of all time. Then Atone gets a really good trip and just wasn't good enough. Um, and then Colonel Liam just said, okay, no one else wants to win this thing. I'll jump up here and win this thing. And and he did. And this was another, I think this was another case of, of, uh, uh, kind of like regal glory where it's like this horse is just better than everybody else here i here's yes first of all what what really frustrates me about this bet is we should have boxed the try because we had two big prices to go along with the two big favorites well you're playing a try obviously one of the big prices are going to be there for you to cash the bet so that's where we screwed this up. We would have hit it if we would have boxed it. Uh, I think it what it pay like seventy bucks for a fifty cent. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it was worth it, and and that was two favorites over uh, a long shot in third. We we screwed up the bet. We gotta we gotta be better than that. I, I'm really that this one was the only one that really bothered me. Um, I, I'm not bothered 
that our, our two horses we put on top didn't win. Um, we, we, but I'm bothered that we knew that was a pretty good possibility or at least a decent possibility that Colonel Liam could show up and beat him. And we didn't really protect ourselves much. So I, I wish we could have boxed that one. Uh, I think that would have been smart of us, but you know, overall space traveler, if he gets through, if he gets a little bit better trip, if he's placed a little better, maybe he wins and we're, I'm not saying this, but, uh, didn't happen. And like I said, I, I wish we would have boxed it. That's, that's the only thing with that one. That's the thing. You make it matters even worse. Not that we play many superfectus, but you know, we had five horses, you know, keyed there in the, uh, well, if honestly, if, if you want, we had four horses keyed in the second spot and that's the top four, you know? Um, so that's even worse that, you know, we were all over this race. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, of us, uh, jacking up the, uh, the Kentucky Derby try. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, we good. had it. Yep. Could, we we literally we hit it. We it was like a what was it, like an eight hundred dollar try or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we had it. We just got too cute with the the will and and instead of just either boxing it or however we wanted to do it. So ha- help people understand that maybe that are listening to this and <laughs> help us. Uh, where how do you decide when it makes sense to play a will versus a, a, a box? Well, if you have a very strong opinion, then it's, you know you always need to wheel it, and a wheel is the answer most of the time, um, because uh, you, you know just that it's just a, you want to keep your your denominations low, uh, and so that's kind of why a lot of people wheel and why we do it as well. But again, in this situation, we had a twenty to one, we had a twelve to one in the in the tribe. And we had them on top, which was smart. You know, if they win, it's going to pay a ton. But we knew that the six Colonel Liam, if he showed up with his top race, would win. And we didn't have him anywhere in the top. So right. that's that was dumb. Now, again, if we would have played, you know, the four favorites, well, you can't box those. You just can't do it. You got to wheel it. But, but and really, if you're going to play four favorites, you got to have, like, one horse on top of three on top of three. But that's a different story. But here... The bet, like said, one of those horses that are 12 to 1 and 20 to 1 have to hit the board for you to win. And if one of them are in the top four, it's going to pay enough to play a box. So it, it was just not very smart. I think for us, sometimes we've handicapped this for, you know, we've done this for 10 years now uh, at professionally, and we've done it before that as well. I think we were just so confident in our, in our ability that we found a long shot here that we kind of overlooked that. Yeah. Colonel Liam's going to win if he's right. Like, yes, it's a layoff, but it is Todd Pletcher. He usually has them ready. So it's, it is what it is, right? What, what can you do? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's frustrating whenever you can, I don't know what you, if where you, you had hit the road in there. I had the, I had the super, you know, box basically um, in the guide. You know, a tone never surprised Colonel Liam Space Traveler. And it's like you it's it's annoying when you do that and, and you don't you don't you don't have anything to show for it, you know? Like yeah. To, to go, I mean, yeah, I mean I get it. It's that's somewhat chalky, but not really, because you've got a couple big prices in there. To to go and just completely nail that and in a big race that's gonna pay, you know, that super like I said, paid eighty three dollars for ten cents, a fifty cent try paid seventy seven almost seventy one dollars. Right there. I mean, and we yeah. and we didn't do it. So we, the, um, the that, handicapping, the handicapping was really good, and we just I, 
sometimes we get a little greedy maybe it's like yeah well, we don't care colonel ian wins we don't want that payout well yeah it's gonna be too low it becomes it with shots it's gonna still pay so screwed it up no way well, uh, no way around it like nick says colonel liam went to life is good uh double paid eight to one and wow. you talk about which is just insane um uh you know he'll regret not paying that playing that for a while he tried to get too cute in the turf race and played a tone um and that's that's the definition right we get too cute a lot of times and mm-hmm. and, and and think we're gonna like you say it's like well eight to one like the whatever 20 to one that's what we want you know and said it's like we're just we're just giving you we're just giving you money you know take it right <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah it, i i think nick said it you said it and i'll i'll echo it as well sometimes you get too damn cute in these these races and that is a perfect example and you know the the, the bad thing about it if you like space traveler you watch it go damn he, he could have you watch a tone you're like damn he ran well he just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't quite there even if you tried to beat him with never surprised you're like shit that horse ran good it's just not quite good enough so overthought it uh got too cute and uh, thankfully we, we hit some other ones uh to that point real quick i do think obviously colonel liam i mean that horse is really really good um just a matter of keeping that horse healthy it seems like never surprised i think that horse is going to win some uh, some stakes races i mean obviously to to draw that post and really run a really good race i thought i thought like space traveler who knows i mean that was just that horse came flying late um you know that horse could he's ran into big races so you got to think that eventually he'll kind of break through and get the trip and atone to me was i i didn't that was one of those that i didn't feel bad about the pick because i even like i told on the pod last week i was like listen he'll give you a run i I just don't know how like we're gonna find out how good he is is he good enough to beat this field and he wasn't but he, he for like half a second you thought well, here we go. You know, yeah. the tone's the tone's gonna, you know, he he's gonna win this thing, but he's just kind of got that slow grind. So I think the right spot that that maker gets him in, I think he'll be able to win one of these. Uh, not this race, obviously, but a race, a, a decent race, I think, because I think he is good enough. No, I agree. Yeah, I thought I I'm with you. Like I I didn't have any arguments with the tone. I thought, shit, what more do you want out of me? Randy's race and and same. I mean, space traveler. You know, it is what it is. I I still don't know if he would have been good enough, but it would have been nice to see, you know. But again, yeah, you can't you pick two long shots, they ran well and we didn't get paid, and that's because we're done with our bets in that race. <laughs> yeah. Uh Nick is our he's our uh he's our most popular uh commenter tonight. Yep. Um Nick, appreciate it. He uh wants to see uh racing dudes do a, a betting summit of some sort. You know, stay tuned for that. We're gonna we're yeah. kind of we're starting to uh look into some ideas on on doing these betting type um seminars uh prior to the breeders cup prior to the derby prior to the preakness whatever pegasus um that are available to uh subscribers and things like that that we can kind of get into the a little basically the bankroll and how we're going to play this and stuff like that so you know we're definitely going to do that as we i think that's a plan um as we get a little closer I tried to be a little more uh, with magic. We did some videos. I tried to be a little more transparent about some of the things that go on behind the scenes when we put this together and what we're thinking and why we're thinking it. And that, and that's why we do these as well. So we've hit on a lot of little things that I think can be useful. Every time we do one of these, I, I myself, like, I'm like, yeah, 
that's something. Although I apparently I've not learned since the Kentucky Derby because those <laughs> that's, that's stuff too. Um, it's just it's in our nature to try to just get a little too cute with those tries. I think, but uh, finally, let's go to the Pegasus World Cup. We kind of talked about that already. Race twelve, of course, life is good versus Nick's go. That was the build up. That's what it was. Uh, you know, life is good. Breaks maybe a tad slow, um, but you know, Irad said afterwards he's like, listen, after that he's like, I, you know, the horse he just basically like, I'm not, I want to get to the to uh, to the lead. He did, and uh, I don't, I don't know if it was planned. It seems like it may have been possibly planned a little bit with Stiletto Boy, and now of course Jose Ortiz board, kind of. I didn't, I didn't, the more I watched, I didn't necessarily think he, I don't think he cut off Nick's go at all, frankly, but I do think him positioning that horse forwardly enough to where it kind of got in Nick's go in front of Nick's go a little bit. That was just like a, an added salt into the wound a little bit. If you were a Nick's go person, because all of a sudden Nick's go is in the third spot as they were in the first turn, which is usually where you'd be like, well, he's in the turn. He's going to make some kind of big move and kind of separate a little bit like he does. And all of a sudden he's in third. I'll say this. I'm not, I think there may have been some gamemanship, but it's a hundred percent either Rosario or Nick's goes fault, whoever you want to put it on. You are faster than that horse. They didn't do anything special to, to get in front of you. You let him get in front, you know, that's yeah. where I'm at. It's stiletto boy for fuck's sake. I mean, you can't, your Nick's go. You cannot let him do that to you. You have inside position. You could have got out there and, and and not let him do that. So I mean, that part of it is on is on. You can play with the jockey or the horse, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as everything else, we're in a good position. If he lost, if if life's good lost, we didn't lose money, and if he won, we made a good profit. And like I said, we never had to sweat for one second of the race. So uh, I thought it would be a, 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 a sweat all the way down the stretch. And uh, yeah, just for the whole time was like, wow, he's up the backside. And, and I think he's going to win by maybe like the league of the stretch. That's cool. You know, so yeah, uh, I, I loved it. I think that's the, the, the thought that I keep struggling with a little bit, or at least it's so confusing. Like, yeah, like, I get that life is good is really good. And that he was like, he was probably going to, the way he ran, he was probably going to win that race, no matter what scenario you want to, to, to throw on here. But the fact that like, I just don't see any possible, I unless Nick's go just simply, you know, was like, is like 70% of himself now or something, but it, it, there's no way that that horse should be in third ever in this race i i i get if if life is good is going and you know even though the fraction seems somewhat slower like we talked about earlier maybe it came back like yeah they were really moving um and, and he just couldn't quite get to life as good or whatever like that's fine but to be in third in any pot of spot part of this race to me is just unacceptable if that was not if there was some design plan around that or maybe like rosario pool i don't know but there's no way that that horse should be chasing Stiletto Boy at some point in this race. None. Because then at, by that point, it went from this is most likely over to it's way over. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because I, I just, if I would have bet on Nick Go, I, I would have been furious. I, just furious because it's like, guys, 
are we really riding for second? Because that's what it looks like. You know, if this happens like this, you have no shot. And maybe if you rush him up there and you try to get him in position, maybe that burns him out and you have no shot. But wouldn't you rather try? I mean, my God, he gave, he he had no shot to win that race. At any point of the race, did he even have an one iota of a chance to win it? None. There, ever. Was, there was never one part where you're like, uh-oh, Nick's go. Like, hang on. It's, never. It's so wild to me because as I was thinking about this race for, for days, I thought my one worry about life is good. He's drawn outside. Iraq can sometimes be a passive rider. What if he doesn't go up there with him? And then it happened the opposite, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I never thought Nick's go wouldn't be up there with him. Maybe that, he's yeah. behind him, but he's in range, you know? So it was crazy. It's one of the only times you'll ever see a, a, a you know, a three on Nick's go on the, you know, on the first quarter. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like just it's crazy, right? Um, yeah. you know, the horse it's like you said, like the horse you knew it was over the whole way around and there was it it, it was never it almost to me it almost looked like okay, whoa, life is good broke well. Whoa, like hey, I we're I'm surprised we're so far back. Okay, let's let's just get up here for a second. Like let me run this race like like life is good is not in it kind of thing. It seemed yeah. like because you're right. If you're trying to win, you like everyone in the world knows it ain't going to be because Nick's go is <laughs> rating in third or up for. I mean, you could just like that horse needs to put pressure on, on, and maybe he's not capable of it. I mean, maybe that's the case, and maybe it's a situation where he saw him shoot out there, he being actually being Nick's go, and was like, I'm not forget that. Like, <laughs> I'm not going out there. These horses are smart. Don't think they're not. He may have saw that horse and was just like, okay, well, we'll try to run this race back here and just let him, whatever he wants to do, let him go do it. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think we have learned, and Nick kind of brought it up a little bit, I think we have learned a, a pretty good lesson here. Um, well, we already knew it, or at least felt like we knew it. Um, this secured it. We've seen it once before, I think just once, right, um, with the with the Arrogate and Chrome. Yeah. When you have it, when you have horses that are seemingly this super power matchup merging in this race, I, I, this race in particular, I'm not going to speak to other races. The it when one's basically it's the retirement match, and the other one is is kind of on the upward trajectory. Take the upward trajectory horse every time because I think what we're seeing, and especially you look back to the Chrome days when that was a huge purse. They're like, well, it's huge purse. We have to try it. You know what I mean? And 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 you don't really love that angle. Whenever instead, it's like, well, shit. There's a huge purse. I'm gonna win it. And that's when Eric, what Erica did. And that's of course what Life Is Good did. Yeah, that's very well said. I I I, I totally agree. And it, yeah, it just it. It seemed like a situation where they were just kind of like, well, if he doesn't get out the easy lead, just try to where he doesn't embarrass himself, kind of, you know? A little bit, yeah. What it felt like. And to his credit, we were kind of talking trash, not really trash, just telling the opinion of what we thought at the time. We were like, well, he's off the board. Like, he's not going to kick on. He he fought it. And 
you know, he, he held off the little boy. He got second. He was making up ground on, on life is good, but only because life is good. Like Irad was just petting him the last 16th of a mile. <laughs> he didn't really ride him. So, but, <laughs> but it shows you that Nick's go didn't quit and I'll give him credit for that because I thought he'd throw in the towel. So give him credit, but um, yeah, he just he couldn't run with that horse early. And, and I mean, that was it. And we've seen, I mean, nobody knows that better than Nick's go. They haven't been able to run with him for all of 2021. They couldn't. And he just dominated and, and it happened to him. He got Nick's goad, so to speak. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a huge year for life is good. Stay healthy. This is going to be a massive monstrous year because this horse is a freak of nature. Um, who knows what we'll see uh, from him this year, assuming he can stay healthy. They're talking about Dubai. Possibly everyone's like, no, don't go to Dubai. You know, like just stay here, keep bubble wrapped. <laughs> Get him to Travers or get him to uh, not the Travers. Get him to the like you know the Whitney or something like that. Yeah. Get him to the you know the Breeders' Cup Classic basically because we saw what happened to Arrogate. Uh, of course, that's everyone always thinks about that with the the, the uh, Dubai World Cup. But all right, Halterman, life is good. Wins. We had a fifty dollar win bet on him that, to kind of secure that uh, day. So give the final numbers here. We had three ten wagered on the day. Uh, how do we end up? Yeah, we ended up making a profit of $98.50 for a 31.8% ROI. So uh, on a chalky day like this, that's about what you can hope for. The day kind of reminded me of the Travers. We had a similar ROI that day of 34.3%. So when you have the chalk coming in, and uh, even especially with your, you have a pick three and you hit it, but it came in chalk. So, you know, that could have exploded and it didn't. So, yeah, right around that, that 30% ROI is what you're looking for. Uh, and that's that's what we got there. So uh, overall, I should say we've done this. Let me count real quick. We've done this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. We've only lost money once out of uh, the eight, and it was only a twelve dollar loss that came on Preakness Day last year. Overall, if you've played the bankroll through all eight of these guys, you guides, you are up nine hundred thirteen dollars and fifty cents. Uh, an ROI of right at 30%, just a smidge under 30%. Not so bad. I think we've done pretty well with this. Uh, it, this was before the Breeders' Cup Classic in 2020. Jared called me and he's like, what do you think? Of, I mean, what, what article could we add uh, into our guides? And we were talking for a while. And I don't remember. You may have thought of it. I mean, I don't remember who thought of it. He's like, why don't we just do a live bankroll? I'm like, Okay. Threw it together, had a great Breeders' Cup, and it's like I said, it's been pretty good uh, from there from there on. Just that the loss and the Preakness is the only thing, uh, only blemish on the uh, resume. But it's become one of the most popular things we do. Uh, thank you guys for supporting it like you do. Uh, I had a lot of people email me on Saturday uh, evening saying, "Gosh, just really like when you guys do that. It's a lot of fun." Um, so yeah, uh, ninety-eight fifty. Like I said, thirty-one point eight percent ROI, and uh, on to the next time that we do it. I think that'll be. Right, Super Saturday in April, the last round of preps. Yeah, it's uh, it's trying to. It, it, I think it actually was like someone we were gonna have someone else do an article or something that fell yep. through, and we were like, well, we need to do something here. Let's what do we, we, you know, and that's how it kind of came about. And then it's like, oh wow, people are they like this, and, and it's turned into kind of a premier type aspect. And a lot of people buy the guide just to, just to bet uh, bet along and follow along with what we're doing. And obviously, if you've done that, you're. <laughs> You're, you can't have any complaints, you know, um, especially when you consider eight of them, is that what you said? And and, and one has been like kind of a, a kind of a shit day. Um, that it was, is, 
Yeah. It was tough, but it wasn't like we lost a ton of money. It was just we just could never get anything going. Well, what would happen in the Preakness, we hit all of our wind beds. And then, except for maybe, I think we missed one. But we missed every exacta and every trifecta. And so we, you know, we kind of set it up that way. It's like, okay, if we can hit the wind bets, we'll break even. But I, we like the, we had a couple of big exactas that just missed. I remember that day. So we still was like, wow, we, we did well. We just couldn't quite, you know, get there. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in, uh, you know, going back through some of these, you can go to the racingdudes.com uh, website, go to the products page, you can see the wagering guides there. Uh, Holy Bull right now. We have a Holy Bull guide available right now. No uh, no uh, bankroll going on with that, but we do have our it's our basic version of the inside track to the Holy Bull. Ten pages, all, every stakes race covered. Of course, every race covered as well. Uh, that's available right now, but you can also see all the past guides we've ever done, and you can go through and download those for free. Um, so you can download this one and see how we bet these and really start to maybe help. Maybe it helps you and um, go back and look at the Kentucky Derby one where you know we had a good day, but it could have been a huge day um with that missed uh, try there as well so you know go back through it helps us to go back through these as well uh like we mentioned but yeah great job uh that's a wrap on the pegasus world cup and uh hopefully this bankroll thing keeps going we've got a hell of a derby prep weekend lined up here saturday and sunday three kentucky derby prep races and we're starting to Starting, it's you know, we're in February now. The races are starting to come up a little stronger. We're starting to fi- find a little bit more out about these horses. This next couple of weeks are going to be huge when it comes to the Derby Trail. Of course, we had you know, some you know, Manuel ran really good last weekend. We started some of these horses are starting to kind of appear ahead of you know, some of these other ones, and we're starting to kind of get an idea of who these horses are. And let's <laughs> maybe that was a bad segue into the withers, but. <laughs> But maybe we maybe there is one. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, let's kick things off. There's three: the Withers, um, the Robert B. Lewis on Sunday, and of course the Holy Bull. We'll get to the Holy Bull next. But the Withers Stakes at Aqueduct is going to kick things off on Saturday for Derby Preps. Uh, race eight, it's Grade Three, 250k, three year olds going a mile and eight. You know how I feel about the Withers, Alterman. <laughs> the, the the course, the iconic a mile and eighth race in early february or you know late january it depends on when it falls it's like what are we doing and then it never fails you got 11 shit horses basically in here maybe 10 i'll get 10 and a half 10 and a half shit horses in this field running a mile and eight what good is this going to do any of us but we're gonna have to watch it and we're gonna have to bet it race the uh, horse nine early voting three to one morning line favorite for chad brown jose ortiz Maybe he's it's, maybe he's like the not, he's a half shit horse, half not shit horse. <laughs> when this came out and we were talking about what we we're gonna do, you, this guy was like, "I hate the wither so much. Like, I don't want to do it." I was like, "It's a prep. You got to do it." Um, I hate. I do hate it. I think there's two horses that might be decent in this race, and I think one of them is number nine early voting. That's who I put on top. This horse won on debut at Aqueduct, Jared's favorite track, uh, on December 18th. One I do like nice the wood. Track. I do like the wood. I mean. he, well, yeah, he would. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, this horse debuted for Chad Brown. Got bet down to four to five. Uh, you know, Chad Brown horses on the dirt debuting. They don't usually take just a ton of money, but this one did. And one like a four to five shot should win. One by a length and a half. Now it goes right into the withers. So I think this has got a uh, horse has got a pretty good shot. 
another big sign, Jose Ortiz, last time in another race that Jared loves, the Jerome, <laughs> he was on Quavassier and won and won very easily. And now he jumps over here to, to take them out on early voting. So I think the nine early voting for me going to be on top. Uh, my long shot real quick. I like number four Gilded Age at 10 to one makes sense. Um, last time out, this horse uh, put on the blinkers and it seemed to make a big difference. A nice, easy win at Churchill Downs. So yeah, uh, early voting at three to one for me and then Gilded Age at 10 to one. Those are my two horses I think could be decent in this race. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with you. I ended up going with the nine early voting just from pretty much everything you laid out. This horse, you know, looked pretty good on debut back, uh, back in December. And then of course, Jose Ortiz rode that day and then jumps back Gunrunner horse, but you know, Claire bitch, uh, you know, surely this horse is better than highly motivated. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe it's the same, maybe it's the same kind of horse we'll find out, but it's a gun runner. So this horse, uh, you know, should get better as they go longer. So I think the mild amount eight is, is, is shouldn't be an issue, but that is my win pick the nine early voting. Um, but does give me a little bit of pause. I look at your horse, Gilded Age, and I do like this horse. I have a feeling like I'm going to key this horse, I think, in second and third spots. I just don't know. I, You know, off that kind of layoff, yeah, the horse did look a lot better when he, he finally broke his maiden on his fourth try at Churchill in November. But, man, it hadn't seen this horse since November. And, yeah, there is a lot of, like, back class with this. You know, this horse face, as you know, of course, got stomped, but Major General and Rattle and Roll, Ignitus, and Giant Game, and Call Me Midnight, you know, all these horses that are at least names we know, right? Uh, especially mm-hmm. that early in the game. So, and then finally gets catches a little bit of an easier field, wins. Of course, the distance is not going to be an issue. That's the one thing, too. So I can see this horse looking pretty good. Um, I just, I'm going to take a, sh- take a pause on him uh, in this one particular spot. I think the horse that, we have not that it's anything crazy, but it's just like, how about the winner of the Jerome Cavassier? I mean, if this horse sits at like nine to two, five to one, like I, I, I'm wondering if there's not going to be a lack of respect, like, oh, that was a kind of fluke thing, though he's not going to do that again. But you know, this horse is kind of a like this horse should get better. The horse has won at a mile and eighth before. I think that's a huge thing at this track. So to me, if this horse can kind of become, go a little bit unnoticed beat a lot of horses that are already in here. So really your biggest concern are like, you know, Gilded Age and, and, and R9 early voting. But I kind of think Cavassier might get the jump on these horses. And I don't know, like if this horse is getting no respect in 92, five to one uh, floats up even more than that, I have no problem playing the five. Hey, you know, I'm a fan of Quavassier. Pick that horse to win the Jerome and and obviously take you charge did. Brandy's little uh, little foal here. So, uh, you know, take charge Brandy, obviously special to us. I, I did a video on this horse after that horse won. Just kind of saying, look, not a great horse. Getting better each race should get better the longer they go. Maybe, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind playing this horse. I think, I think, having him on a ticket somewhere uh isn't a bad thing i I think he's got a decent shot if early voting shows up and isn't isn't that good how about the one constitution lawyer the horse got is getting pounded on the morning line at seven to two off of a big time effort and the main special weight and that's it you know this horse broke finally broke his maiden on the third try uh earlier i guess i say last month early january 
puts up a high buyer of the field. So I guess that's what this horse is getting all the respect for on the morning line. I would tread lightly. That's certainly why, but let's, let's look at something. The horse that he beat long-term ran back today at Aqueduct in the first race in a race full of absolute donkeys. Horse <laughs> had an easy lead and horse had a huge buyer speed figure advantage and got beat by like five. He got second and got beat by a 15 to one shot. So let's pause on constitution lawyer that horse may be a little bit overhyped. That buyer may not be quite as accurate. Long-term looking like shit today did nothing for me to help with constitutional lawyers. So I would take a pause on that horse. Yeah, and this horse is obviously not going to, you know, I also wonder too, uh, this horse, you know, got Lasix for the first time that day as well. Of course, you know, won't have him here again. So you kind of wonder what, how much difference that made as well. And I, his sloppy track that day. I don't know. Like, plus, I, yeah, I'm with you. The buyer, you know, you don't, um, you know, given off what we saw today with long term, plus, seems like a crazy high buyer. Like, there's yeah. just enough there to to not. I mean, if that horse is ten to one, great. Um, but I, seven to two, no thanks. I can't tell you how bad long term was. I can't even describe <laughs> it. It was, it was something awful. So, all right. So you and I are both going to go with the nine early voting. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and ask this question on all these. Uh, like we do how, how serious are you with early voting? If this horse wins, like you think, Oh, serious. You need to play him in every future wager. No kidding. No, I'm not <laughs> like, not at all. Like you don't care. Like if he, if he dominates, like you're still gonna be like, yeah, it was the withers. Who cares? I mean, he's the one where if he wins and it's impressive, you can't, you can get sort of excited about it because it's, he's got the connections and he would be undefeated. Um, you know, I, he would have to be more impressive than I think he's going to be. Let's put it that way. I don't, I don't envision him like winning in, in a manner where I go, okay, we got to take this horse serious now. I think he'll win. I think he'll look like a lot of horses that win at Aqueduct look. All right, let's go to uh, Goldstream Park. Of course, this is uh, the Holy Bull Race 11, the Holy Bull Stakes. Uh, grade three, we're 250K for three-year-olds going one one sixteenth miles. Hey, this makes sense. Mile 16th, it's the first part of the prep uh, the prep season. Like, yeah, of course. Why are they? Why would they want to run a mile and eighth? Yeah, they're <laughs> doing it right at Goldstream Park. And remember, go get the all-inclusive 10-page wager guide to the 2022 Holy Bull at racingdudes.com on our products page. It includes in-depth analysis of all five stakes on the card. Of course, the Holy Bull on there as well. Get bonus race by race analysis and betting suggestions, plus multi-race plays. For all of the card at Goldstream Park on Saturday. Don't forget the Pegasus. We talked about the Pegasus guide. How well the bankroll did. Halterman also hit, I believe, what did you clear? $1,100, $1,200 on the uh, multi-race, the first, uh, the pick four and the pick five? Yep. Yep. Made about $1,200 uh, on, the, on the early pick four and pick five. And, of course, that'll be on this uh, wagering guide as well. And like I said, no, no bankroll article on this one, but... Definitely have that multi-race page with all the pick fours and pick five tickets. There you go. So go get that at racingdudes.com on the products page. All right, let's go back to the Holy Bull. We'll give a little preview here. Field of nine lines up for this one. Five to two on Mo Donegal for Todd. Pl- There's a bunch in here that uh, could be possible, you know, contenders as we move forward. Mo Donegal, the, the two horse at five to two. Seven to two on Giant Game for Dale Romans. <laughs> Leah Saez. Simplification, you're four to one. 
choice. Uh, Tis the bomb at six to one. White Barrio at six to one. Cajun Magic eight to one. That's you know that's kind of the the major players. But really, to me, Mo Donegal, Simplification, Tis the bomb. Uh, White Barrio, Giant Game. Where are you going in this one? This is a tricky little one, isn't it? It's uh, mm. this is tough. Uh, there's this. I could see this going a lot of different ways. I put simplification on top. I think if he can get out in front like he did last time out and get comfortable, I think he's going to be tough to beat. It's very important to note the mile and 16th is a very short stretch at Gulfstream Park. So you want that speed, and that's why I like simplification. I, I think if he if he runs that race he ran last time out, I think they'll be kind of tough. Uh, it'll be tough to catch him. Um, another horse I like with speed, though, is Wide Abario, and, and that horse is another one who could get the trip. So I like those two as far as the top two, the four and the eight. I'll comment on a couple more that I think are just interesting. Mo Dungal, you know, comes out of the rims and people are like, yeah, I don't know about the rims and I would keep an eye out for him when they stretch back out again. I don't think the situation is going to be right for him to win. I don't think the short stretch is going to help him, but keep an eye. I don't think he's going to be your typical Rimson winner. I think he's decent. Gosh, Jared, giant game. Seems like he should have a big shot here. Yeah, there you go. Saez gets a board. Um, that's a good sign. You know, I know it's Dale Romans, but he does get Saez. That's a good sign. I think he's got a shot at it. I just didn't want to pick him on top, but those are kind of the four I'm kind of looking at as of now. Um, but yeah, simplification. I, I'm hoping that the speed uh, holds up pretty well, and it usually does at this distance at Gulfstream. I previewed this race with Magic on our YouTube page. You can go check that out on our YouTube channel for the Holy Bull. And you know, I, it's like there's I, like I said, like there's a ton to like about Giant Game. I mm-hmm. like I like everything except for the one factor of who he's trained by, and that's Dale Romans. And I just a can't big reason big reason. And I mm-hmm. just can't. That it just I, I I get that he could win here. Um, he honestly should probably if you look at you know he he's he's looked good, um, but I just don't trust that he can get the job done, and and that goes with with what is his trainer, and uh, I certainly don't believe in his trainer to get this horse like to be a prime contender for the Kentucky Derby. That, that's for sure. Um, could he win here? Yeah, I mean, he could. He should probably. Um, but I'm with you. I, I do like the four simplification from a speed standpoint. I think this horse is going to be forwardly placed, obviously, after that mutual macho man just kind of ran away with that one. I think, you know, stretching out is not going to be a big deal. This horse has been um, working well, and I, I think this horse is going to get brave once again as they, uh, as they turn for home. Uh, and I, I'm with you, man. Six to one on Wide Barrio. You know, you look back at the Jockey Club race. I mean, this horse was never going to beat Smile Happy that day, but he got behind a wall of horses, had a pretty bad trip there, and then finally, once the horse got out, made some sort of uh, ground there to finish third. Thinking this horse needs to be closer to the pace, needs to be closer to the lead. Get get uh, Gaffleone aboard here for the first time. I think that will be nice as well. So I, you know, put a bullet up last time out. I think the horse needs to improve, but I think he could come up and and, and sneak up here and win this thing. Um. All right, Alterman, you and I are both seemingly on exact same pages in this mm-hmm. race. Um. So I I have the feeling that we're gonna see a couple out of he- this race that might be decent even for because I do think Mo Donegal is a pretty decent horse and. Obviously, giant game is not going to, you know, Dylan Romans is going to run him in every 
prep he can. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere. We didn't talk about Tiz the Bomb. Let's talk about Tiz the Bomb as a horse. You know, because if you talk about a horse, this is the grade two bourbon winner. This is the not winner, but sort of winner if you cash a ticket on him in the Brewers Cup Juvenile Turf uh, winner. So what do you do with this horse? Because obviously this horse is talented. He's, he's been on the turf three last three races did win uh broke, uh, broke his maiden by 14, one by 14 links at Ellis park on the dirt. So, you know, what the hell do you do with this? Some people, uh, John white has his, has a, like the number one derby prospect. I, I can't see it. I don't even have this horse in the top four. I I, I just can't see it. You just, there's not very often a horse switches back to the dirt uh, and, and wins. I just, I can't see it at all. Uh, and I, I might get beat by this horse, but it's just, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, his best figures have come on the turf and those figures aren't as good as four or five of these horses uh, are on the dirt. And so in my opinion, that, that tells you he's going to have to move to the dirt and improve. I, I just don't think that's a logical situation. Um, the other thing, I think he gets a little bit too far behind in this race. Even if he runs really, really well, I don't think he he will win still because I, I just want horses with a little bit more natural speed in this spot. So, um, you know, I never really liked him even on the turf. And that you might be like, well, that was dumb. Well, yeah, he did beat me a couple times, but. I, I'm not a fan of him. So the fact that John has him number one it has been puzzling to me for a month. Maybe he gets the last laugh. I'm not a fan of Tis the Bomb here. I I I think you toss him. Yeah, I I I think I used him in my top four at the Breeders' Cup. Um, I, I just because I did like the bourbon a decent amount, but no, I mean he's a turf horse. I that's what I thought. I, it just to me it has the feeling of like, hey, you know, we we ran on the dirt once before and he ran well. Uh, Let's try it again. It's derby season. Why not? And that's what honestly I have a feel like it feels like the the six, Tis the Bomb, Mo Donegal, and Giant Game are all gonna like make some sort of ground and some sort of run. It just this this game this race feels way out of their their wheelhouse a little bit, I feel like. And and I just it seems like it's gonna lean towards simplification. Um and why to barrio I, I don't necessarily think that maybe the best horse is going to win this race um but i do think it favors simplification let me ask you this if let's say simplification why to barrio start to come back to him and the closers have a shot mo dungal uh tis the bomb giant game who do you want out of those three probably mo i think you're right i, I it's weird if giant game was trained by Pletcher. I think that horse would probably be favored, and I think we might like him a lot better. I he seems to have the talent, but I think I'm with you. I, I think Mo Dungal would probably be who I would take out of the closers. You also wonder, okay, and, and I don't, you know, he's a horse that lost on debut pretty easily. Giant game, uh, broke his maiden the next time out at Keeneland, a nice Keeneland race. Call me midnight, the same call me midnight that. Uh, just won at fairgrounds, uh, won, uh, finished second that day. And then they send the horse straight to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, where he finishes a, a good third uh, to Corniche and Papa Cap. We haven't seen Corniche back. Papa Cap, you know, didn't run awful at fairgrounds, but wasn't great. So you just really don't know. Like, I hate giving him too much credit for 
basically kind of a, a fluke performance or freak performance by Colin Midnight, you know, and then obviously Cornish, we haven't seen, pop, you know, it's like horse still, like, he's not winning. Like I need a horse. that's like, I can trust. And, and that I, I think he's got promise. I just don't know that it's going to be here yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he pops a big race. Cause I think he's got talent. I think he, he looks like a really decent horse, but I just don't, trust him enough to to bet him well i'll I'll put him in multis for sure but as far as like betting the win i i i just couldn't i couldn't stomach it yeah i mean the fact that size gets aboard nick is definitely a so plus right they've they've uh he's ridden for roman six times in the last year and they won one of those races but hit the board in all six so it tells you when Saez is on one of his horses, it's they're a good alive. one. They're yeah. alive. Yeah. That's why I'm saying put him in the multis. I can't put him on top. So I, I've heard I, a few people ask about spin wheel. Spin wheel. Any thoughts on spin wheel at all? If this pace melts down, is spin wheel running? I no, I don't I don't give spin wheel much of a chance. I don't either, but I think um, I think if spin wheel wins this race, it means nobody really ran how we thought they were going to. I agree. Uh, all right. So moving forward, Halsterman, who do you, how many, I mean, do you, do you think a couple of these come out of this that you semi take seriously? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think the Pletcher horse, uh, I think John, like giant games, one that like said, he's going to be around. I would not be shocked at all. If giant games in the Derby, I think uh, you know, they'll, they'll run him, run him, find their spots. Um, yeah, and then we'll see on simplification or white barrio. See what happens with them. But I, I think we'll see two or three. I, I think it's a pretty strong running this year. I agree. I think uh, I think a few might come out of this thing. Um, I think it should be a good a good a good running of the Holy Bulls. So yeah. definitely wait. Uh, stay tuned for that one on Saturday. We'll go to Sunday now. Yeah, the Robert B. Lewis this year is on Sunday. Race eight at Santa Park. Grade three Robert B. Lewis, two hundred K, three year olds going mile sixteen, field of five. Lines up for this one. You got uh, two Bafferts, a Callahan, Doug O'Neill, and Cabo Spirit. I'm not even going to try. How do you pronounce the pop, Papa Pramato? Sure. Um, Halterman, this worked out quite well for you and your fantasy team, SEA and Sir London. You got two of the five in the field, and, and honestly, let's throw out the three. So you got two out of the four uh, in here. So you got a 50 50 shot of winning this thing, it seems like. You got the, you know, one of the Bafferts. He's got to face Wharton, who's a little bit uh, untested, but seemingly uh, a good horse. John Velasquez is on Messier. Pratt, who you would think would be on a Baffert. Of course, he rode, Pratt, uh, rode Messier the last three times. Stays put on Sir London for Simon Callahan. So how much are you reading into this kind of these, these, these jockey moves? This is interesting. I think it's a two-horse race between Messier and Sir London. Uh, I know there are a few people that like Wharton, but I don't think it's a good sign that Hernandez is the jockey for Wharton. I, I just don't think that's a, a great sign at all. So I think he'll run well, but I think for the win, it's between Messier and Sir London. I kind of think Pratt may have got the blame for what happened at Los Al is how I took it. Uh, he got he got Messier beat to slow down Andy. Uh, Messier was two to five and lost that race. I think he got replaced by John Velasquez. Um, but you know, like I said, Pratt's road, Sir London all three times. This horse is, is, is solid last time out, really impressive, but I'll, I'll stick with Bafford here. I'm going to go number one Messier on top. Um, 
you know, it's a weak field. Um, I don't think he's, you know, quote unquote, given up on this horse yet. I think he's still pretty high on him. If you look at the workouts, this horse has been real sharp in the mornings mm-hmm. for Bob Baffert. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with Messier on top. Yeah, I I think it's between those two, right? Um, mm-hmm. The one and the two. I, I mean, it's hard to believe that there'd be a race that usually, you know, if it's if you got Baffert, especially you got two Bafferts in five horse fields, like one of them is going to be on the lead. But it kind of feels like the two Sir London might be the horse uh, that's going to the lead. And I kind of like I kind of like Pratt here on, on this horse back aboard here. And I know maybe like that could have happened with uh, uh, with, with uh, Messier and the Losal, you know, but. I, I do say this. I don't like. I think Messier has every opportunity here to kind of bounce back. I, this is like I really wanted him in the fantasy league this year because I just he you know the low South charity had just happened and kind of he, this horse went down on the draft a little bit, but I still feel like yeah. I mean this seemed like the horse because at the same time if he wins the low South like he's like top three pick in the draft right yeah so you know that's that's how difference one links uh, uh you know could make in in the in the fantasy league so you know he he did beat forbidden kingdom of course forbidden kingdom came back to win that was going seven furlongs you know he stretches out he should i mean this horse has all the makings to be of course he can't earn points um but he has all the makings to be a legit derby horse and i i to me the it's between those two easily. I'm going to go Sir London on the, on the, on the pace setup. Plus I'm going to imagine the, the, the odds aren't out yet, but um, I'm going to imagine the, you're going to get a better value on Sir London, not yeah. a ton better, but uh, a little bit better than the Messier. So I'm going to go Sir London, but I really think, I, I don't think I'd feel confident. That's great for you. Cause you have both of them, but I, I don't feel confident enough on one or the other. So I'd probably play both of them in uh, my multis. Yeah. I, We'll see how we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Kind of, I haven't looked at uh, all the all the factors yet as far as what's around. I've looked at this race, but not what's around it. So, you know, if you can, it, it might be a, a decent strategy. If you if you have to single somewhere, this is probably where you need to. Um, so, yeah, what what the budget uh, entails with those other races until we'll make that decision. But I, I I'm with you. It, they seem like they're hard to separate for sure. Now, could I'll, I'll make one case for for Wharton. Could this be a situation that he's kind of trying to to kind of you know pull one over on everybody? You know, yes. this is the horse. I I'm a I, I would I might consider using him if I if I have the budget because you sure hate to get beat by Baffert at like five to one or whatever this horse. I he made him at five to one, but in a five horse field, but still because I think getting that getting Hernandez aboard kind of kind of gives you pause right like you mentioned especially the fact that velasquez was on him last now he's on the one but everything else about this horse screams like this is going to be like a, a freak of a horse right yes I, i'm so, very worried to be that he's being a sneaky bastard here uh very yeah but yeah also the other part of it is if he thought this was his best horse he would put velasquez on it it's the same ownership group right so you're not going to dick around with a derby contender at the same time. You wouldn't think at least. So I think, I think we can trust it, but it is Baffert. So we'll see. It wouldn't be the first time he's, he's done that. So how deep would you feel comfortable? And would you have to go three deep then both Baffert's and uh, Sir London? 
I'm going to leave Wharton out. I'm going to let him prove it to me. I'm going Messier, Sir London. I, yeah. I, I think I think in a five horse field, if you go now, you're three deep. It's like okay, come on, like you got you can't do this, you know. All right, and finally, um, I'm with you on that. I think I just I'm you, you got you got you got five horses in this field. How many? Obviously, let's forget. I mean. Who knows what's going to happen with this derby shit, but like, let's forget the fact that Baffert can't earn points for these races. But he's got, I mean, Messier is obviously a very legit contender moving forward. Sir London would be, Morton would be, I mean, a lot of these would be really, but those would be the three that you would. Happy Jack, of course, was really good on debut. So if he bounces and or runs it well again, any of those horses would be kind of throw themselves into like being contenders for the for the derby right now, but especially, well, especially either Baffert or horse. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll see a couple, I think you got a couple of horses that are probably derby caliber and it's, I think it's Messier and Sir London. I, I don't know about Wharton again. I want to see what he does here. Um, first time going two turns as well. We'll see what happens, but I think you get two of them out of here. I really do. Uh, and you know, past that, we'll see. I, it's hard to say you're going to get three of the horses in a five horse Robert B. Lewis in the Derby. So I'll stick with two. Yeah. You know, and Nick says it's kind of hard to, you know, from a betting perspective, five horse field, you kind of have to make a, a case here. Right. You know, and just kind of move on. So, if, you know, whoever you're going to, if you want a single um, do it and just be prepared that you've got to make your case and just, you know, live with it. If, you know, cause yeah. it is, even though it is a small field, there's many scenarios here and, and you know when Baffert's got two in there, you got to be careful with. So uh, I'm with you on that, though. I I think that the, I think we have some I think we have some legit contenders, and I think we might see. I don't. It could be Messier. I, I, Messier obviously is the this is a big one, right? Because he had yeah. the hype. If he bounces back, runs huge, um, kind of what we thought he would be. He bounces back, and he's he's a legit um, Baffert contender. When we're sitting here saying, where the hell is Corniche? You know, we we don't know who Baffert's like, quote unquote, star is yet. Maybe yeah. it's Messier. We'll find out on Sunday. Uh, I've got Sir London on top. You got Messier. It's <laughs> all time we have. Check us out at RacingDudes.com for our free picks and of course our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes Premium button in the menu at RacingDudes.com to learn more. Remember to go check out the inside track to the 2022 Holy Bull Wager Guide now available. You can get that 10 page. Wager guide for this weekend at Goldstream Park, Saturday at Goldstream Park for the Holy Bull. Of course, the entire card as well. We are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page at RacingDudes.com. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google po- Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Captivate, or you can watch all these episodes. We strongly encourage you to watch all these episodes on our YouTube page. Just go to our YouTube page, Racing Dudes. And subscribe and hit the notification so you get notified notified when we do these videos live and all our videos go out live. We have tons of content uh, coming up on there uh, currently, so go check that out on our YouTube page. The Magic Mike Show, go check them out as well. They did the Stronic 5 preview for tomorrow. So Friday's racing, if you want some action for tomorrow, the Friday, the Friday Stronic 5, go check them out. Uh, the Magic Mike Show, you can find them on all those same channels as well. Uh Nothing to talk about this weekend in terms of football. I don't want to talk about the Chiefs. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready. Not in the place yet for that. So uh, we're not going to not going to discuss that. But uh, uh, they are at the Pro Bowl. Some of the guys, and I'm like, 
I don't know. It's like, I'm like, stop having fun. Like, <laughs> we happy at the Pro Bowl. You get to go get the Pro Bowl. Like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still very unhappy about the whole thing. So, <laughs> I'm like, like, you should be disappointed. You should be sulking like I am still. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah. So we, we'll talk about the Super Bowl next week, obviously, with the uh, the Rams and the Bengals. Um, <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that. Of course, go check out. Uh, the dude to bet sports show. They got, of course, tons of content. What you guys talk about? You nothing to talk about this weekend. What'd you talk about? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did college basketball, and actually, it was a pretty good. To say, Papa Dude is obsessed with college basketball, so he he was all over that. I just let him kind of talk on that. Uh, and then we did an NBA future wager for uh, the championship. That was pretty interesting. And we did NHL future wager for the Stanley Cup. And uh, we talked about the Olympics to close off the show. So it was it was good. Wow, your well-rounded show. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, all the same channels, of course. Um, go to our racingdudes.com slash sports, and you can get content for sports as well. All right, Halterman, final thoughts? You good? Man, I don't have much. I think everybody just uh, enjoy the weekend. Oh, we'll be live. We'll definitely do a live show again. Uh, no, no, oh, that's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, my final thought is uh, Dan Housen, his shirt dropped on AEW's uh, website, uh, merchandise. And uh, it's been available for two and a half days. And it's the most, uh, the best-selling shirt in the past 30 days on AEW's website. And it's only been available for two and a half. So wow. I'll tell you the popularity of Dan Housen. Dan Housen shirt. Let me look at pull this it shirt. up? I pulled up. Okay, I uh, I have one. Well, I ordered one. Um, yeah, I figured you ordered a few. Let's see, where is Danhausen? Easy to find. Just go to top sellers. It's, it's amazing that every time I like you're just you keep owning more and more shirts. Every time I see you, you've got a different AEW shirt on. I know that's true. Oh well, hold on. Hold on. Gotta get this off of here. Oh look at that. That's pretty. There it cool. is. Whoops. Oh no. You're gonna get some you're gonna get some looks in public with that though. I don't care. Very elite, very evil. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my final thought. Dan Housen. Support right. Dan Housen or be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. You know, I, the, honestly, I, I'm I was gonna tell you, is like I think I'm gonna encourage you to get your own Twitter account because the more I'm on Twitter, the more wrestling accounts I feel like we follow <laughs> now. Yeah. We do follow a lot of them now. I keep I'm like, why am I keep seeing all this? It's it, it's normal. I'm used to the OU stuff. Of course, he yeah. has to deal with some some chief stuff, and yeah. um, you know, so we could. But now I'm like, wrestling, wrestling. Like, every, like why is every? At first, I'm like, why is everybody talk? Like, everyone talks about AEW. I'm like, oh well, it's because he's following all the same people. So <laughs> there you go. Get uh, your own Twitter. Get your own Twitter account. Well, then what happens is I'll follow one or two, and then you get those suggested tweets, and it's all over. Yeah. 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 All right. That's a wrap, guys. Go to AEW. Buy Dan Housen's shirt. He needs all of our human monies. Support Dan Housen or be cursed. Okay. All right. That's a wrap, guys. I'm Jared Waltz. He's Aaron Altman. He's Dan Housen. Good luck this weekend.
RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>